no matter how you speak, your voice matters. If you have an accent, if you pronounce certain sounds differently than how other people do, or even if you have a high-pitched voice, what you have to say is important. Your voice can still change the world just as much as anyone else's. That's the message we all want kids to understand. Even if they do have an accent or speak differently due to a speech sound disorder or anything else. Today, you'll hear from three incredible experts on how to help foster confidence and resilience in kids who speak differently, and how to also teach children to be respectful and accepting of all dialects and ways of speaking. Welcome to episode one. This is In Plain Language, presented by Multi the Blue Tiger Dual Language Children's Books. I'm Kelsey, your host, and I'm truly so excited that you're here. This podcast will bring you game-changing information on language, speech, and how we can help kids celebrate their one-of-a-kind voices in simple, easy-to-digest ways. In other words, you won't have to Google this stuff after dinner tonight, because we know you don't have time for that. Be sure to pick up your copy of Multi Blue Tiger on Amazon today to help your kids learn new languages and embrace their unique voice. And stay tuned for genius tips from today's experts. Imagine the third grader from the Northeast whose family moves to the Southwest, and at her new school, she has to introduce herself to the entire class, resulting in a sea of whispers about her accent. After class, some of her new classmates say hello to her, speaking in an exaggerated way to mimic her. Or think about the child who has trouble saying his R's, and his peers ask him why he speaks that way. And some say he sounds, quote, cute, even as he grows older. If your child speaks differently, chances are they've had another child, perhaps even a friend, mimic their accent or maybe poke fun at it a bit. But have you ever noticed that kids and adults can sometimes brush this type of teasing off much more easily than other types? Even if it doesn't come from a bad place, These types of comments and teasing can have a significant effect on your child's self-confidence. So why is it so easy for others to make fun of accents sometimes? When it comes to regional accents, this might be in part due to the fact that we can all experience having one and relate to it in a way, according to Ellen Broaden, PhD, who is the co-director of the Clay Center for Young Healthy Minds at Massachusetts General Hospital and associate professor at Harvard Medical School. We all have accents to some extent. So accents are something that we all potentially can experience. So it's one of those things that I think is a little bit easier to poke fun at because in some ways we know that it could be ourselves, but it can still hurt and it can still, you know, in some ways take the form of bullying. Kids with speech disorders do tend to be a target of bullying much more than kids without speech disorders because speech is it's how we communicate of course it's it's we we all hear how what other people are saying so when we're talking about things like stuttering or things like articulation problems like not saying your r's right or your your l's correctly it does make a child somewhat of a target to be teased and perhaps even bullied and in fact looking at the statistics on this children who stutter are 61% more likely to be the target of bullying 
um, kids with communication disorders when they've grown up, you know, even just kids with simple communications disorders, two-thirds of them report that they were bullied or at least teased when they were young. So it's really, it can be a, a real problem for kids when it moves beyond something that's just kind of cute. And even articulation problems can be very cute in younger kids and not as cute when you're a fourth grader. As adults, we can find differences in accents fascinating and interesting to talk about. Or if someone does make a comment on the way we speak or try to mimic us, it might be easier for us to brush it off. But for kids, it's a different story. If a child is getting unwanted attention due to their accent, they can often feel like it's easiest to simply stop talking, to stop speaking up, to stop voicing their opinion. So it's up to us to make sure they know every voice is important, according to Novea McIntosh, assistant professor of education at the University of Dayton in Ohio and committee member for the Oweas Bullying Prevention Program. I want kids who speak differently or kids who have accent or kids who have, you know, uh, speech sound disorder to use their voices. And I believe the best way to do it is to disrupt that narrative that this is how everybody should talk. I have a different accent and I'm an adult. And, and sometimes I hear people mocking and, you know, I found it seriously funny, but in a very sarcastic way. Children are so different because they're so vulnerable. So how exactly can we help kids have confidence in their one-of-a-kind voices? A number of ways. The first step is to prepare them for the remarks and comments they might encounter by helping them think through a few go-to phrases they can use when someone comments on their speech. This is a method that Braden recommends, and so does Jan Fujimoto, a speech-language pathologist with more than 20 years of experience and owner of SpeechWorks in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Sometimes there's children that are saying sounds in a certain way or saying doing things, and they don't realize that they're doing it and until perhaps another child says something like, hi, you talk funny, or that's not how you say it, or what did you say? And so as a parent or caregiver, giving the child scripts or sort of canned responses as to what to say can be really helpful, and also practicing those responses. Depending on how young the child is, um, sometimes the response is, that's how I talk, or that's how I say it. Another incredibly impactful way to help kids have confidence in the way they talk is to give them opportunities to speak up, voice their opinion, and be heard. If your child is a little bashful about speaking up in front of peers, Broughton recommends practicing and role-playing certain situations at home. And for some kids, extracurricular activities that give them the chance to perform might help them feel self-assured in their abilities to communicate a message. You know, despite any sort of speech issues, I think getting them confident about speaking up is the best thing you could do. In areas where they are confident, in family discussions, talking about what they saw on the television, um, asking them their opinion about where they want to go shopping, for example, or if, they, if you can go out to dinner where they want to go, um, make a specific point that your child has a, a chance to really 
speak their mind in a way that they're not going to be judged. I think, too, that giving kids a chance to do simple performances in front of family members is also a great way to, to give them uh, the opportunity to practice their voice. You know, if they, if they like to sing, to be able to sing for their grandparents or their siblings, but small sorts of things that don't put a lot of pressure on them. For kids who really have trouble at, uh, being in situations where they're very shy, for example, and they don't like to speak up or they get nervous, have them practice what it is that they're going to say. So if you know you're going to a restaurant and they're going to have to order something at the restaurant, practice that, role play that with them. Even, even with things just as simple as, hello, my name is. Um, and so, so those are all sorts of ways of helping them be more confident in their voice in situations that are new and even situations that are familiar. You know, other people have said that things like drama classes can also be very helpful. Now, that could go either way, like some kids that might make them very anxious. But ironically, in a lot of cases, it gives kids a chance to practice being someone else other than themselves. So that can really give kids some confidence in their own voice by practicing someone else's words. Siblings, and particularly older siblings, have a tendency to jump in and speak for their brother or sister, who others sometimes have trouble understanding. It's sweet. They are just trying to help, after all. However, it can actually be helpful to ask them to give their sibling a chance to speak up, says Fujimoto. We see that often, and what we often, or I often try to, you know, express to the family, if it is the sibling or whoever it is, is, hey, you know, oh my gosh, thanks for helping. You know, I'd love to hear what so-and-so has to say, you know, or again, encouraging the older sibling to, you know, to be a great helper, but to also let that older sibling know that sometimes being a helper is letting the younger sibling do things that they might not be successful at. The older sibling is is very much doing this from a place of love and, you know, um, support. Outside of the home and in the classroom, one of the best ways to avoid miscommunication is by talking to the teacher about how your child speaks differently, especially before the class begins, says McIntosh. This helps the teacher be prepared to respond appropriately during class and may help avoid situations in which your child is singled out because the teacher needs to ask them to repeat themselves, something that can lead to self-doubt when speaking up in class or even teasing from classmates. Your conversation might even inspire the teacher to incorporate different voices, accents, and languages into the class curriculum. If a parent does that, the teacher now has the responsibility to prepare for that child. And preparing for that child may mean engaging her other students in activities and conversations around how do we support each other in our learning environment. We're all different because this is an inclusive setting. How do we support each other? And what are some of the things that we can do to make sure that we we hear each other's voice? So your book, Malti and the, the, the Tiger, the Blue Tiger, I found that to be very key where they hear other accents 
and they value other accents in the classroom environment. We are such a diverse community where we have so many different people from all over the world being a part of who we are. And some of the times we will have to bring the world into our classroom and bridge that global gap and that cultural gap. As you can see, there are so many strategies that can help children feel more confident in their voices and more accepting of others who speak differently. It can even be as simple as us paying attention to them when they're talking, no matter how distracting our Instagram feeds or text messages might be. I always tell folks, you build those children's confidence too. When you're talking to them or when you're related to them, you need to maintain that eye contact. Because once you do that, they know that you're in that moment and you're appreciating them for who they are. By helping your kids have more confidence in their voice, you're not only helping them to feel better about themselves, but you're also benefiting their academic and social-emotional learning skills. According to Broaden, when a child feels self-conscious about their voice, the effects can be far-reaching. So much of academics is about speaking up in class. And if you're not communicating, if you're self-conscious about how you're saying something or how it's going to be received, you don't have the chance to practice your social skills. You don't have the chance to practice risk-taking. And I mean risk-taking in the best sense of the word, that I'm going to you know, raise my hand in class and I'm going to speak up. I'm going to say something even if it might be wrong because you're too afraid that it's going to sound in a way uh, that other people might criticize you for it. Feeling confident about your voice isn't fluff. It isn't something to be brushed off. It's important for a number of reasons. Your child's voice is important. All of our voices are important. But surprisingly, a dip in self-esteem doesn't just occur in tweens or teens. Even toddlers can begin to feel self-conscious about their voices, says Fujimoto. Sometimes when a child starts to recognize whether it's a self-recognition or it's recognized by other people, that they are somehow different. And that can be in so many things, not just in speech and language. They might look different. They might be uh, taller than another child, you know, other children. They might be shorter. When a child starts to recognize those differences and the child doesn't necessarily value those differences, celebrate those differences, recognize that differences are what makes us all human, um, the, that's when self-esteem issues come up. And so it, it can happen at, you know, a variety of ages, whether, you know, the child's two or 12 or a teenager. All of this being said, it can sometimes be difficult to detect if your child is feeling insecure. Let's say they don't easily open up about their feelings or they simply don't know how to articulate them yet. However, there are certain signs you can look out for, says Broaden. Some of the ways kids show you that they're feeling insecure is that they're suffering from like what we would call irrational fears. They're afraid of things that you're thinking like, why would you be afraid of that? That doesn't, you know, don't, don't worry about that. Or, but they were starting, when, when a child starts to complain about things that seem like it shouldn't be a worry for them. That's one sign. Kids who are weepy or crying to get attention, that's another sign. Problems just concentrating in school. And of course, if you're a parent, you're not, you don't know if they're having problems concentrating. But oftentimes they'll complain that the class is going by too fast or they're not understanding what the teacher is saying. Or the teacher will say to you, 
you know, Billy's having problems with attention, for example. If we see a younger child who's really inseparable from an object, from a teddy bear, from a blanket, if they're really shy or even are showing regression, meaning that they were toilet trained and now they're having accidents or bedwetting, that sort of behavior. And then the simplest, some of the, the most obvious, not simplest, the most obvious things that we see when a child is insecure are problems with separation anxiety. They don't want to leave their parent. They don't want to be dropped off at school. And then complaints about physical symptoms. My tummy hurts. I have a headache. I just don't feel well. Those are all ways that kids show us that they're feeling insecure and not confident. So to recap from today's episode, a number of tools can help your child feel confident about how they speak. Helping them practice a go-to phrase that normalizes their speech can be an effective tool for when others ask questions or even tease them about how they talk. And practicing certain phrases inside the home can help them immensely outside the home. If needed, talk to your child's teacher about what to expect and how you can best work together to foster an inclusive environment inside the classroom in which all students learn to value and celebrate different accents and ways of speaking. Also be sure to give them the chance to speak, voice their opinion, and have a say in family matters, even if it's as simple as what ice cream shop you go to. And of course, if you have any concerns about your child's school life, talk to a teacher right away. And if you have concerns or questions about your child's speech, see your child's doctor or a speech language pathologist. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of In Plain Language, presented by Multi the Blue Tiger Duo Language Children's Books. We want to answer the questions you have about speech and language. Email us with your questions at inplainlanguage at multithebluetiger.com and we'll answer them for you. And don't forget to pick up your copy of the book, available in English and Spanish or English and French on Amazon today. The Multi the Blue Tiger community is all about celebrating the words that bring us together and the things that make us each one of a kind. And I'm so happy that you're here to join. I'll see you on the next episode.